Welcome to the Landmark Apostolic Church Podcast. We hope that this message inspires you and brings impact to your life. Enjoy the message. I, uh, I want to start the lesson off this morning uh, in a way that I never have in the past. I want to start it off with a riddle. You ready for a riddle? You ready to get your minds working? Everybody had your cup of coffee or two this morning? I am free yet priceless. You cannot own me, but you can use me. You can't keep me, but you can spin me. Once you lost me, you can never have me back. What am I? Somebody said it. Who said it? Time. Time. I don't know if it, this maybe gave it away this morning. To be honest with you, I'd be a whole lot more impressed if this weren't up here. I brought these from our house. You know, we I don't know if we have a single room in our home that doesn't have a clock in it. You know, and then I carry a wristwatch, you know, on my wrist, and if that breaks or goes down or I forget it, I can reach in my pocket and pull out my phone and see what time it is. I set alarms. My alarms have different uh, sounds. I have two alarm clocks just because that's the kind of heavy sleeper I am. I'm the kind of guy that needs two alarm clocks. Those people that, you know, I work with a few people <clears throat> that will occasionally say, oh, I, I usually wake up 10 minutes before the alarm clock goes off every day. And I, Don't you just despise people like that? And I no, really, I'm very envious of people like that. And I, I've always thought, you know, if I could just get to bed a little earlier, I would wake up a little earlier. That's not true either. I can still sleep in till I'm not a late sleeper. You know, six thirty to seven thirty, somewhere in there. I mean, to some of you, that's late. I I know, but uh, it's not like I sleep in till ten o'clock or noon. And we are. Um, we are people, society, a world that lives in time and with time. I want to take your attention. Would you stand with me very quickly? Second Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2. And this is the scripture text I want to use for the lesson this morning that the Lord just gave me. This morning, as a matter of fact, I told my wife, I said, I, I'm glad I don't stress anymore God just kind of drops these thoughts in my mind. Usually the first thing that I think of when I wake up on a Sunday morning, nice and early. The sun wasn't up this morning. I was already up, moving around, getting getting ready for today. And uh, But the alarm clock had gone off about four times. I am shocked that my wife is still even married to me, dealing with my alarm clock issues. But I want, I want to speak to you this morning on this verse, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2. It says, for he says, and this is the Lord speaking, Paul is quoting here, in an acceptable time I have heard you, and in the day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. I just want to teach you a lesson I've entitled, It's About Time. It's About Time. Amen. Would you bow your heads, lay your Bibles down, 
Let's just go to the Lord for a quick word of prayer that he would just anoint this lesson today. Precious Savior, we thank you, God, for each and every soul that has walked through our door today. God, we just pray that right now that your word, God, would speak to every heart, however they need you to speak to them. The beauty of your word, God, is that the one message can go and affect so many people in so many different ways. And Lord, we pray right now that you would give each and every individual exactly what they need in their life and exactly what you want them to receive from you in Jesus' name. And would you say amen? God bless you. You may be seated today. For me, it's hard to think about living in a world where there is no clock. Uh, As I've already mentioned, uh, there are clocks all over our house. Uh, I believe that we have digital clocks. We have wind-up clocks. We have battery-operated clocks. All of the Uh, We have clocks that you have to plug into the wall. We have clocks with lights on them that uh, will uh, simulate the day uh, beginning, uh, the sun coming up at the beginning of a day. I I thought that that alarm clock might help me out, you know, uh, and and to some extent it has. I've had that alarm clock for probably 10 or 11 years now, and it's made in a way that uh, it it doesn't just go off blasting. You know, I don't know... uh, I think I would be one of those people that would have a heart attack at some of y'all's alarm clocks. You know, it sounds like a foghorn going off or something like that. Now, I could use that to get me awake, but I might die in the process. And so I tend to steer clear of those. I've chosen this particular clock because it begins softly. And you can set it on a radio station or you can have it making cricket noises or uh, different kinds of sounds, bird noises like you might hear on a spring morning as the sun begins to come up and the birds begin to wake up. And, and I can set it on that, and it will gradually become brighter in the room. The light comes on gradually brighter, and the, the music or the noise, whichever I have chosen to select, becomes louder and louder and louder, which gently lulls me out of my beauty rest and brings me into the light of a brand new day. It's hard for me to think about living in a world where there is no clock, where there is no time. Some like to pretend that time doesn't exist, but in reality, there is nothing that stops the tick-tock of the clock. I've got three measures of time up here on this table for you this morning. The one is an old-fashioned, I believe that's a one-hour sand timer right there. It sets in our in our living room area. The other one is uh, sets in our guest room, and and that little middle one there sets in one of our bathrooms. We even have a clock in our bathroom for crying out loud. I believe that people that are retired are on the verge of retiring. Amen. I'm watching the clock, and I've only got three months, two weeks, one day, and a few hours to go. But I'm not counting the clock. I'm, I'm really close to retiring, and a lot of people that retire, you know, they think that time doesn't matter anymore. And, and uh, I've even seen bumper stickers that, uh, that say, I'm retired, go around me. In other words, don't get upset with me because I'm moving at my own pace. See, I don't live like 
life according to a clock anymore. I don't have to be any place at any certain time. And so they want you to know that if you're in a hurry, that's okay. Just pass me by because I ain't moving any faster because I ain't living by a clock. There's another one that says, I don't want to. I don't have to. You can't make me. I'm retired. Soon to become my motto. You know, that's nice in theory, but the reality is tick-tock, tick-tock. The thing that I find funny, this morning I Googled, what is a good retirement gift, in case anybody's contemplating? What is a good retirement gift for somebody that, that has retired? You buy retirement gifts for people that have retired, of course. And the very first thing that popped up was a watch. I'm thinking, you should have bought that for me the very first day that you hired me to make sure I was going to be at work on time and never have an excuse. I didn't know what time it was. But no, now that I don't have, I don't want to deal with time, now you buy me a watch. I think that's kind of ironic. We like to think that there's a part of our life where the clock quits ticking and time becomes of no importance to us. But the reality is, I guess maybe to some degree, some of the pressures, are, are they lessen. But, but no matter how free our schedule is or how much leisure time we have to go golf or fish or you women may want to go on a shopping trip or you may want to uh, go see the world a little bit. You may have a lot more time to do those things, but the reality is, is while we are busy doing all those things, the clock continues to click, click, click. We like to think that our greatest asset is our bank account or maybe the home that we live in or some of our material possessions that we have amassed. But the greatest thing, hear me today, the greatest thing in your possession right now is time. It's about time. Life is about time. Living is about time and how we use it. But time, per the Bible, will one day cease to exist. We have a clock in our living room. When I go in the living room, I seldom ever do now that we, we built a, a new room on the back of the house. That's kind of our go-to room when we want to relax. And the living room is a morning room where we get up and kind of go to and we read and we do our devotions in there. Uh, but but to relax, I like to go in the other one room. But but I used to, before we had that addition built onto the back of the house, uh, we used to go in that room, and sometimes I would go in there and just lay down on the couch and just relax. If I'd come home from work and I was weary and tired and felt like I couldn't push past it, I needed to lay down for a little while, I might go lay down on the couch and put the pillows up just right and, and lay down there and begin to enjoy the silence that is so rare around the rice home. I'm not saying my wife talks a lot. I'm saying we have our grandkids over at our house quite a bit. 
I lay down on that couch, and I never noticed it until I lay down on that couch, and there's no other noise around the ticking of the clock. And it is so loud that it almost is distracting. It almost keeps me from being able to rest. You see, most of the time, I never realize it. I never hear it. I never pay much attention to it unless I just need to know what time it is, but I don't listen to the sound of the clock that is a constant reminder that there's another second, another minute, another hour of my life that that is now in the past, and I can't go back to that hour that was an hour before, and I can't grab that second or that minute back, but all I can do is fulfill the future the best that I can. Somebody needs to hear me this morning. I don't care where you came from, and I don't care what your past was. You can't do anything about your past, but I'm telling you with the help of the Lord, your future can change. Your future can change drastically if you will just use the time that God has granted you rightly. We rush from place to place. We get to where we need to get. We follow our schedules. My schedule's all jacked up. I kid you not, I can't get into a sleeping rhythm. My my times that I get up are, are different almost, almost every day. It's a couple days a week that they change. Uh, Monday, tomorrow morning, I will probably wake up because I've woke up the, the last four days in a row very early. I will probably wake up about 6.30 tomorrow, and that's my day off. Tuesday, I'll get up at 6.30 again because we have, no, I won't get up quite that early. No, I won't because we changed men's prayer time to 8.30. So I will get up uh, around 7 or 7.15. Wednesday morning is the morning where, for whatever reason, I sleep till maybe 8 o'clock on occasion. Thursday, it's 4.30 in the morning. Friday, it's 4.30 in the morning. Saturday, it's, it's, it's 5.30 in the morning. And then Sunday, it's whatever time I need to get up and I can rouse myself out of bed so I can prepare for the day that, it, that the Lord has given us to gather together. Fluctuates all over the place. But we try to follow our schedules. We try to stay in tune. And the way that we do that is we set alarms and we set clocks and we watch time so that we can be at specific places at specific times. We look at our watches and clocks to make sure that we get to our appointments and we make our deadlines and we don't want to be late for work. But rarely do we ever consider that every second that goes by is a reminder that the time we have been allotted in this world is creeping towards towards an end. That's hard to imagine, isn't it? One day the Lord is going to come back and take his church home. I don't believe there's going to be any clocks in heaven, folks, because time isn't going to exist. I don't care how much you paid for the Rolex that's on your wrist. It ain't going to do you any good in heaven. I don't care how big the clock uh, on, on old Big Ben is. It's not going no to be anybody watching that clock. There's not going to be anybody paying attention to the tick-tock because that is a sound that you will never hear in the kingdom of God. Paul wasn't playing around when he told what the Lord wanted the Corinthian church to hear. He said, now is the acceptable time 
Now is the acceptable time. He understood and wanted them to understand that the that the hour, the era, the dispensation that they were living in was unlike a previous generation's was. Things had changed. How many of you are Black Friday shoppers out there? Got some Black Friday shoppers? All right. All, everybody just admitted. We know who all the crazy ones are now. I like a good deal as much as the next guy, but I am not willing to take a black eye or a broken nose to, to get that Tickle Me Elmo. I am not going to wrestle somebody's 90-year-old grandma. That's, that's, that's one, one, and I'm not doing it. <laughs> but I have a lot of fun watching you all do it. You are entertaining. I will say that. There was a few years ago that we were out... Uh, what was it, Thursday? Um, it was a Thursday evening, and Walmart opened up, and the three of us went. You remember this? About three or four years ago, me and, and Brother Bryce and, and Brother Christian, we went to Walmart not to buy anything, but just to watch what was going on. And people pay good money to be entertained as much as we were entertained like that. You can't get that show over at the Fox. They're not playing Black Friday shoppers you know, on Broadway, anywhere. But that's good entertainment. Like Friday shoppers, they're in a category all their own. And I have to ask myself, now, why do you get up at 3 a.m. and drive to Lord knows only where to be herded in like cattle and stand in long lines to get what you want to get? And you know the reason why. Because you're insane. That's why. But there's a secondary reason, and that is because you want the incredible deal that you saw on display. You want the incredible deal that says you can only get this while they last on Black Friday. We're opening early at 5 a.m. for all you crazy shoppers that want to get up and, 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 and try to jam in the door and, and rush in and grab that item so you can be the first in line and you can get out with that item. Oh, I'm telling you what, right now, there are some things that we need to be willing to shop for in the kingdom of God. There's some things that we need to be able to go after in the kingdom of God. There's some things that we need to follow after in the kingdom of God. You want that incredible deal that's being offered, right? But the reason that you go that day, now could you buy it the day before? Sure. You probably could have. But you were going to pay full market price for it. It's not going to be $75 off that Wednesday before or that Thursday before Black Friday shoppers go out. Could you go in on Saturday or the following week when the crowd calms down and you don't have to risk life and limb to go get what you want down at the local retail store? Sure. But you want that deal. You want that special coveted item. And so you go when they say this is the acceptable time. This is when we'll give you the deal. This is, if you can get in here, 
If you can get here early enough, if you can make your way to the crowd, if you're willing to sacrifice, if you're willing to get up early and, and march in, we'll give you this for such and such a price. And so what do we do? We do. We do all those things. Why? Because that is the only time that we're able to get what we're trying to get at the price we want to pay for it. What was Paul saying to the Corinthian church? He was saying, listen. This time that we're living in, it's not going to last forever. It had a beginning, and it's going to have an end. But those of you that are under the sound of my voice today, this is the acceptable time for salvation. Don't wait till tomorrow. Tomorrow may never come. Yesterday is already gone. You can't do anything about it. But he said, now, today, it's time. It's all about time. All about time. Sadly, we've been deceived into thinking that there will always be time enough to take care of our spiritual needs later. How many services have I been into uh, been to in my lifetime? I can't count them. I have no idea. I was raised falling asleep underneath the church pew. Ten years old, received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That same day, I told the pastor, I said, I don't want to wait. I want to get baptized now. That my, my pastor, he stopped the entire service, said, we have a 10-year-old boy that just received the Holy Ghost in the prayer service before, before uh, church tonight. He wants to be baptized, and we're not going to make, it, make him wait. Why did Brother Jackson allow me to go ahead and be baptized? Because he understood the value of the time, the moment that I was in. I'll repent later. I'll get baptized when it's more convenient. I'll seek the Holy Ghost tomorrow. I've got plenty of time for all of that later. But there is coming a day when time will run out. The sands are falling through the hourglass. And each one distinguishes itself from another by being the only one that can fit through that little slot in that hourglass at that specific time, never to return again. We look at, at, at it all as it's on a repeat cycle. Well, it hits 12 o'clock twice a day. You know, we have 2 o'clock a.m. and we have 2 o'clock p.m. We have noon comes around every 24 hours. I'll eat lunch at this time today and tomorrow I'm going to eat lunch again. And in our minds, we just put everything on rinse and repeat, right? I've always got tomorrow. I can always do things that I didn't get done today, tomorrow. As a matter of fact, we take that, that methodology of thinking uh, into play when we want to just put something off that we really don't want to do. Ah, it'll wait till tomorrow. I'll take care of that later. And that's fine with so many worth, worthless worldly things. But what about what is eternal? What about what will last forever and never fade away and will spend eternity somewhere. The hand on the clock will one day cease to move and what we are at that moment will determine eternity for all of us. It will determine your eternity and where you spend it 
your eternity and where you spend it, my eternity and where I spend it, it will determine everything about when time no longer exists. Solomon, who was the wisest king to ever live, understood. He wrote in Ecclesiastes 11 and 3, if the tree fall toward the south or towards the north, in the place where the tree falls, that, that's where it shall be. Solomon gives us a simple analogy to explain that once a person has run out of time, that there's no going back to change things then. It must be changed now, in the present in this moment. That's why Paul said, now is the time. Now is the time. Don't wait till later. Don't wait for an hour. Don't wait for a day. Don't wait for a week. Don't wait till it's convenient because there will always be something going on in your life that will cause you to put this thing off with God until you run out of time one day and you can't go back once it's over. Click, click, tick tock. Well, I've got plenty of time. Hey, I'm, I'm getting ready to turn 55 here in a few months. I, I, I'm, I'm well over half of my life. But I fully intend, now I, I've gone to the financial guy, and he has set my finances up. He said, I've set your finances up so, to where if you live to be 94 years old, you're going to be fine. So in my mind, I'm thinking 94 it is. There I go. Because I ain't dying until I run out of money. If I got a dollar to spend, I'm going down to the dollar tree and I'm borrowing a quarter from somebody because it's a dollar a quarter now. I'm going to die in debt, even if it's just a quarter. 94 years old. You know, the life expectancy has changed. Talking to Brother Carl yesterday. Oh, he's he's not he's not as young as he used to be, but I'm telling you what, I think that guy could outwork most 30, 40 year olds, most most men in general. I he's still got a lot of life left in him. But he said something to me in that conversation yesterday, yesterday about four score and whatever it was, seventy years, three score and whatever. I I don't know I don't know how it goes. Somebody you're, you're a lot smarter than I am. He was talking about 70 years is what man's allotted. He said, I'm well beyond that. He said, I'm living on borrowed time, and I'm thinking to myself, maybe that's where this message came from, Brother Carl. Maybe that's what got me thinking. You know what? We are all living on borrowed time. I've been in this thing long enough to see I've buried young and I've buried old and I've buried everything in between. We are none guaranteed tomorrow. There was a service here on a Sunday about 12 years ago when a young lady left our service and she was on her way home and we had just come out of a nursing home service when we got the call that she'd been in a head-on accident. Well, in my heart, I was thinking, hey, she's got a lot of life to live. Let's head on to the, to the, uh, to the hospital there and make sure that she's okay, but when we walked through the hospital door, I saw the look on her family's face, and I knew something was very wrong.
The beautiful thing about that story is that she had drifted away, but she sat in our living room not two weeks before that, sobbing her eyes out, wanting to make things right with the Lord. And then I remember a beautiful service that we, we went to. It was over in Cesar, Illinois. It was a youth service, and she went with that uh, with us to that youth service. Brother Greg Wilhelm preached that day, and he preached a message that was complete. Completely to her. And you know how she knew it was completely to her? I think because the Lord told her, but just in case she didn't hear the Lord, I whispered over into her ears. She sat there beside me and I said, That was for you. And her her eyes welled up with tears and she got up and went down to that altar. She threw her hands up. When she died, she was closer to the Lord than I had ever seen her. Why? Because she understood the value of time. It's all about time. How I die matters. I want to die right. Amen. We don't know when that day will come. We don't know if we will die. The Lord could come and take his church home and if that's all right with him, that's all right with me. But somehow, some way, this old body is going to change because we are going to be transformed in the twinkling of an eye. Just like that. Has that ever happened before? No. We've never seen anything like the rapture before. God has never came and taken his people up and they've flown through the air to meet him in the sky. That has never happened before. It sounds like a fairy tale, but there's another generation a long time ago that had never seen rain. What's this dude doing building a boat? <laughs> Be one thing it was building it down by the river, down by the ocean, down by the sea. But he's building it here where there's nothing. Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Hundred years he spends. I would think after five. You know, I'd be like, boys, we better hurry up. We don't know when it's going to rain. We don't even know what rain's going to look like. We just know this is our only way out. This is our only way to survive. There's only one way to survive this thing called life. Amen. That is through Jesus Christ. There is no other way to heaven. Amen. It's got to be through the name of Jesus. We must go through the door. And there's only one door. Well, that's okay. Maybe next week, preacher. Maybe next month, preacher. Maybe once I get married, preacher. Maybe once I have a kid, preacher. Maybe once I get a job and get settled, preacher. Maybe once this happens or, or that happens and tick, 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 tock. Over and over. What we do and the way that we live and the choices that we make to serve God need to be made now. I know that this is not a message. My time is up. I did that on purpose. Because as so many of you are watching this clock, watching the sand, thinking, I still got time. There's still time left. What if the clock that you're watching is not your clock at all? What if you're watching this one, but this is your clock? I'm trying to set an alarm for somebody today 
This is not just something light and easy that we're playing around with today, serving the Lord. I'm not saying it's easy to serve God, but it's no harder to serve God than it is to serve self or serve the devil. Amen. God has blessings that he wants to give you, and the first and foremost of that is eternal life. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. Will you be found today? Is there really anything more important in this life than where you spend eternity? It's a heavy question. But it's a question that we need to ponder. We don't like to think about these things. We don't like to, you know, I can remember being a kid when somebody talked about the rapture. Now I get excited because I've lived a, a lot of life. But, but, but when I was a young, a young person, I was like, not yet. I, I still want to meet the perfect woman. God honored that request. Saying that for brownie points. I want to have children. But you know what? I've lived. God has allowed the sand to keep on sifting for me. Keep dropping. But I've looked around at other people that were younger than me. I buried a man that was just about a month Age difference a couple of years ago. That really struck home to me. Watched somebody my age as I stood at his casket and spoke his final words over him. I'm not trying to be morbid here today. I'm trying to help us think about the most important thing that you have, the the greatest gift God has ever given you, the ability to know what salvation feels like while you still have time. Life is so much more than what we own, what we wear, or what we eat. We tend to think that schedule everything around those things. I got to go to work. I got to get the kids to school. I got to take care of the family. There's so much to do. But don't neglect with the time that God has allotted you in this world. Don't neglect the most important thing to use your time wisely, to know him, to be ready for his soon coming return. I want to be ready. It's about time. It's about time for you. It's about time for me. It's about time we make decisions. It's about time we worked on that relationship with God. It's all about time. Would you stand with me? Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those that give generously to this ministry. If you would like more information, please visit our website at landmarkapostolicchurch.net. But have a great day and God bless.